0: Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers Podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. Today's guest is joining me from picturesque Bali. A self-love and meditation guru, Rochelle Fox is on an almighty mission to make meditation cool. After being freed from many years of anxiety, dark depression, and suicidal thoughts, Rochelle discovered meditation, and it completely changed her life. Now sharing her learnings, knowledge and wisdom from her own mental health journey to help inspire others to live the life they want to create. A firm believer that you create your own reality, Rochelle is living proof that you can manifest the life of your dreams and live an abundant life doing what you love. The co-creator and meditation teacher behind Mindspo, an online meditation platform and launchpad for personal growth that she created with her partner, Chris. Rochelle now nurtures and guides people through transformational healing, self-love and meditation retreats from the Mindspo mansion in Bali, as well as online through the Mindspo programs. In this healthy and heart-centered conversation, Rochelle shares how meditation changed her life, her tips and advice for cultivating more abundance, how we can embrace uncertainty and use it as a pillar for growth, the power of affirmations, and so, so much more. An honest, open, and thought-provoking chat, this episode is sure to give you the healthy boost of enthusiasm you need to invest in your mind, body, and spirit. Here's Rochelle. This episode of The Healthy Hustlers is proudly brought to you by Bedgear, professional-grade bedding products designed to help athletes and health-focused individuals attain greater benefits from sleep as part of their training and healthy lifestyle regime. Hello, beautiful Rochelle, and welcome to The Healthy Hustlers podcast. I'm super excited to chat to you today. How are you?
1: I'm so good. So good to chat to you as well. I'm so happy we made this happen. Woo-hoo!
0: Me too. I know. It was so good that we could finally align. I knew we were going to and I know it'll be such a good chat because we've both been so excited for it. As we all know, it's a crazy, crazy year that we are finding ourselves in. And I know that you are um, a real advocate for self-care. So I'd love to know a self-care practice that you've been prioritizing this year.
1: Honestly, isn't it like the year of self-care, hey? It's just like I actually feel like this year more than ever I've just been like leaning in all my practices, just like really going into everything that I know works in my toolbox. And I've got to say this year, something that's been like absolutely massively huge for me is mirror work. Um, If you've never heard of mirror work before, it's actually um, from an incredible woman called Louise Hay, who's kind of like the OG of personal development. And it's essentially where you look into a mirror, you lock eyes with yourself and you repeat affirmations and you just sort of speak to yourself and connect with yourself. And I feel like this year with all the uncertainty that we're going through and just like, the lack of control that we all feel that we have lost and that we just don't have, having certainty within yourself and going within and really sort of just nurturing yourself from the inside out for me has really been the key to self-care. Obviously, I I freaking love a face mask, um, love a bubble bath, love a big glass of wine, um, (laughs) which I'm sure some people won't consider self-care. But, you know, I think that for me, it's really about being doing those inner practices um, and just connecting with myself and finding that certainty within, um, that's really been a game changer.
0: I absolutely love that. And I know any of my regular listeners would have heard me share a few stories on the podcast over time of different things that I've said to myself in the mirror and how powerful it's been. But I must admit, it's not something I've done regularly. So I am totally going to start doing that because that sounds like such a beautiful and powerful practice.
1: Yeah, it's one, something, something easy one, like that you can just start with literally looking yourself in the eyes in the morning. And I really challenge everyone listening to do this today. And it's going to feel silly. Like if you've never done mirror work before, it's like, uh, okay, what's going on. Um, but I literally just look at myself in the mirror. I hold my heart and I just say, Rochelle, I love you. And that's just how I started Mirror Work. I would just look at myself in the mirror and say, Rochelle, I love you. And the first time I ever did that, I realized it was the first time I ever said, I love you to myself, which is crazy. I just, I couldn't believe that it had taken, you know, so many years for me to actually completely affirm that out loud to myself as something that I thought and something that I'd written in my journal, but it's not something that I'd ever said myself looking at myself in the eyes Um, and you know from there I've sort of developed that practice like uh, right now I have one which is like Rochelle I love you I accept you I see you I hear you and I'm here for you. And that for me is just sort of like these multiple levels of things that I need. Like I need to tell myself I love myself every single day. Um, For me, accepting myself, accepting myself where I am and holding space myself is really important. Seeing myself and recognizing myself, like realizing that I acknowledge, you know, who I am in this world. Um, And then I hear you. So just like listening to yourself and like affirming that like you are listening. Because I feel like often when we don't have, when we feel like self-care or self-love is sort of low and we're feeling like, you know, we're not supported, it's often because we're not hearing ourselves and we're mm. not seeing ourselves and we're not actually being there for ourselves. So I think just like reminding ourselves that we're, we're here for ourselves is honestly what a lot of us need and we don't even realize it.
0: I love that so much. And I guess, you know, you've just touched on self-love and, and really building that in yourself, but what does self-love mean to you personally? Hmm. I would say self-love for me means accepting who I am,
1: where I am, my past self, and just accepting my past as well, but while still aiming for growth and expansion with compassion for myself along the way. I think it's about accepting my shadow and holding space for myself, but I feel like self-love for me is a lot about growth um, and a lot about expanding, but on the the road to growth and expansion. It's about having compassion for who I am, where I am, where I've been, um, and just like, you know, holding myself at all those different levels.
0: Yeah, I think that's such an important touch point is just having that compassion for for where you have been and, and how far you've got. I know that's definitely something that's been really powerful for me is just like reminding myself of, of how far I've actually come and what I've done instead of, you know, constantly looking into other people's lanes and, and comparing ourselves
1: Oh my God, so true. Hey, like it's that classic, like I'm sure this is like, it's like a Pinterest line. I feel that's all over Pinterest, but it's like, you know, don't judge your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. It's so important. And it's like, we can only ever judge ourselves, you know, with ourselves. Like I often like, you know, say to people when I work with them um, and they do my self-love courses or a meditation student of mine, I always say like, you know, you've got to be careful. Like, you know, you've got to love yourself where you're at with your own journey because what someone else is able to do with their mental health and their level of mind and their level of support. Um, and, you know, in some levels, like, you know, for me, like with their level of privilege, it's a very, it's very different for our own stories. So I feel like we've got to just like really honour ourselves um, where we're at
0: and honour our own journey and honour our own story. So important. Absolutely. And I guess you've just um, briefly touched on, you know, your meditation students. I'd love to get a bit of a snapshot of you and what led you to meditation.
1: First and foremost, I'm a meditation teacher. I'm wildly passionate about the practice of meditation. It saved my life. So I found meditation in my darkest days. Um, I had crippling anxiety, depression, almost daily panic attacks. I had bulimia. I was going through an eating disorder, and I was diagnosed after all these things were sort of bubbling to the surface with um, post-traumatic stress disorder. And that diagnosis really led me to find meditation. Um, you know, I heard that meditation was helping people that were coming from Af- back from Afghanistan with their PTSD, and I remember sitting on YouTube. Hi, found meditation one day is um we heard from a friend after I had been diagnosed with PTSD that hey like all these people from the army like they're they're doing meditation and it's saving their lives because you know like Rochelle they were super suicidal and they have all these mental health issues and I was just like yeah yeah sure I tried everything um I'd been on SSRIs um and many different other sort of natural therapies and not so conventional therapies um lots of different things and I've been therapy and just so many things and nothing was really working for me specifically and obviously everyone's journey with mental health is very different and you know what works for you works for you but I was just sort of at like a, a wits end with everything that I tried so I went on YouTube one day and I typed in you know PTSD with you know people coming back from the army like PTSD and army people essentially and I found this video on YouTube and it was this guy and and he was like this big broad you know kind of really masculine muscular guy just like on YouTube and he had all these medals on like just like the broadest shoulders I'd ever seen he kind of looked like he was out of a movie and he was just standing there um, you know doing this speech and he said that you know The other month I wanted to kill myself essentially and um, then I found meditation and it saved my life and, you know, it's healed me of my PTSD and it's, um, yeah, just supported me through this, you know, journey that I have of recovering from everything that I've been through with war and I remember watching that video and just starting to cry and I just thought to myself like, holy shit, if this guy, this super masculine guy that I definitely did not think was into meditation because we're talking like 10 years ago um, when I found meditation. So this was like before all the apps, before it was cool, before everyone was doing (laughs) their meditation selfies and it was just like the new best thing in the world. Um, This was when we still thought like meditation was some absolute hippie bullshit that um, someone does on the top of a mountain place, you know, it was just – in my mind, the conditioning of my head, when I thought about the word meditation, I thought about someone in orange robes and it was Mm -hmm. completely unrelatable to me. But then this army guy, I'm like, he is also completely unrelatable to me in some ways, but he is not who I'd expect to be doing this. So I went and did a meditation course. It was very expensive. It was like a thousand dollars back then. It was the last bit of money that I had in my bank account, but I was kind of at like, you know, wits end. And it, saved and transformed my life and I continue practicing for you know many years and um, back then I was doing lots of different things to what I'm doing now so I have like a bit of a background in DJing and presenting um, and blogging and modeling and even um, your girl Teagan I know you do the podcast with um, on, <laughs> I'm an old school Miss you know did the Miss Universe pageants you know back then didn't get a place like Teague's um, yeah. but yeah it was <laughs> love her Teague's love um, it's yeah, she's, great. she's amazing. Um, she, she's an absolute crack. I love that girl. Um, I haven't seen her in ages, actually. Um, but yeah, so I was you know, just sort of in the entertainment industry and um, was doing radio presenting and stuff. And basically, I, I was learning meditation and practicing. And I was this crazy girl that was going to all these fancy events that all she would do is talk about meditation. I was just so excited about the practice and just this whole entire world. Um, and then one day, I just kind of woke up to myself and I was like, hang on a second, what would I do knowing that what I know now? Like I've yeah. become a meditation teacher. I'd get this out to the world. I want to make meditation cool. I want to make meditation accessible. I want to make it relatable for the girl like me. So then I formed a, a company, um, a community, um, my baby called Mindspo. Um, so Mindspo is first and foremost a meditation school, and we're all about making meditation relatable to make it accessible, to make it cool. And something that I'm super, super passionate about with Mindspo and and what we do is just, for me, um, I always say, I am not passionate about teaching meditation, like just teaching meditation to someone once or twice, like that's great. But what I'm really passionate about is creating meditators because I think there's a massive difference between, you know, just doing something once or twice and actually, you know, creating it as like a habit, making it a routine, like making it something that is actually part and a fundamental part of your life. So yeah, so Mindspo is now um, evolved from just being a meditation school. We now have lots of different personal development programs. Um, we're actually just about to launch a breath work. Program, which I'm so freaking excited about. We've got this incredible teacher, Sarah Silverstein, that's just come on, who's just blown my mind and opened me up to the power of breath work. We do self love retreats, we do lots of different things, but that's kind of how I found meditation. And then, you know, how I ended up doing what I do. Um, I guess I was just really scratching my own itch. Um, I had all these, you know, things going on in my own life. I found something that worked. And then um, I guess I just taught what I felt like I needed to know and that I felt other people needed to know. So yeah.
0: Yeah, it's so amazing. And I'm actually doing your Freedom from Uncertainty meditation course at the moment. So I feel like I've been lucky enough to have you in my ears the last few mornings. Um, and it's okay. so nice the videos of obviously you sitting in the, the Mindsmo retreat house in Bali. And I can just like visualize myself being there, which is much nicer than being locked down in <laughs> Melbourne right now, I must say. So how has Mindsmo evolved over the journey?
1: We started off just as a meditation school and had just a meditation course. Um, From there, we turned into doing retreats. So we did our first retreat in Mykonos in like 2018, and it was like a meditation mindset and manifestation retreat, which is all about, you know, creating your own reality, becoming the best version of yourself. Um, And then from there, I, oh God, went on this very long, long story short, I went on a crazy adventure and I invested in this giant house that I'm sitting in right now in Bali, which we call the Mindspo Mansion, which has been completely locked down ever since this whole thing happened which has been a challenge in itself but um we opened up a retreat house and what we do is we call like the minds for mansion here in bali is really like the house of transformation it was just where people could come and we had like a self-love retreat program which we'll be doing after borders and everything are open again and then yeah we had that program online as well um doing like our self-love program online and like i said we've got our breathwork stuff which is doing so we're kind of we've evolved from just being a meditation school now into really just like a launch pad for people's personal growth Bringing on other teachers and helping people, you know, learn other modalities. And I always like to say, like, the mindspo person is someone that is, you know, not necessarily fresh into personal development, like, they could just be, you know, this could be their first step in the door, but, you know, someone that just really wants to, you know, take charge of their life, take responsibility, become the best version of themselves, um, and just discover what's out there. And we aim to make, you know, things that maybe seem a little bit complex or woo woo, or um, in some ways, I feel like. The modalities that people don't relate to and then teach them in really relatable, understandable, easy to capture um, and I guess download kind
0: of ways. So I guess I already mentioned that I'm doing your meditation course at the moment, but yep. we're in such a time of uncertainty at the moment and your, your course that I'm doing is all about really embracing that uncertainty and also using it or leveraging that time as a period of growth Can we dive into this a little bit more? Because I really feel like it gives people, it will give people a lot of peace of mind around really being able to like harness these times and use them exactly for that, for growth, rather than just being so fearful and anxious and almost allowing the uncertainty to take control
1: hundred percent. So what you're doing right now is actually completely free. So if anyone's listening to this and is like, I, I want to get involved in this, it's just um, on our website and it's just a freedom from uncertainty challenge. So it's a free challenge that we created for our community uh, just because like, what the hell is this year? Hey, yeah, <laughs> none <totally>. of us <laughs> <laughs> like um, talk about a beep curveball. Like it was just like, no one was expecting this. And we just really wanted to create something, um, to give people the tools to get through this. Um, I feel like we've all just realized the crazy thing about uncertainty is that, the world life our reality has always been really uncertain mm-hmm. you know life can throw us curveballs at any moment but mm-hmm. I feel like 2020 has really just actually highlighted that to everyone and I feel like for us like this freedom from uncertainty challenge we're doing is just sort of um, a bit of a journey to help people reparent themselves in a way because a lot of people are going through uncertainty in their adult lives you know for the first time in a big way like this where everything seems so uncertain where everything seems like Like it's just, you know, no one knows what's up or down. And I guess what we're trying to, you know, really educate people on is that, you know, you can find certainty within your life, but you have to find certainty within yourself. If you look for certainty in the outside world, if you look for safety in the outside world, a lot of the times right now, that's going to be really hard. But when you can go within, like your inner world creates your outer world, when you can work on that inward story, that self-love, that inner self-esteem, that confidence, that inner peace, um, and that just a world that you have within yourself when you can work on making that the best it can be that's when you're actually going to see the changes in your outside world when you can you know create healthy habits have you know modalities and tools and techniques that you can come back to like at the end of the day you, know, you can't control the world yeah you, you absolutely cannot control the world you can only ever control how you react to it and this year is really us having to learn that in a really big way and so often and I'm sure you can relate to this like sometimes I feel like I'm saying quotes but then I'm like am I actually living that and this year it's like there's so many things I've said in the past but then it's like you know you've got to internalize this year you've got to practice what you preach you've got to show up in a different kind of way it's this it's not just this speaking it's this complete integration into where are we actually living from are we living from a place of fear are we living from this place of unease and disease or are we living from a place of love So yeah, that's what that freedom from uncertainty challenge is all about. And it's just like meditation, breath work, mindfulness, and it's just all a free video challenge with a little podcast and stuff, just for a way to get people to just feel okay every day. Cause I feel like this year, like sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, another bad news story. And it's just, it's just like, Oh, Oh, and another one, it just is this repeat of, I guess, pain this year. And I feel like we all got to have something to look forward to Um, and we're just going to make those things for ourselves.
0: It's so true. And exactly what you said about like practicing what you preach, that's definitely been one of my biggest lessons this year is like actually really having to put the tools, you know, that I do have in my tool belt into practice and like live and breathe that stuff every single day. And I think the most beautiful part about, you know, exactly what you're doing and, and the things that are always spoken about on this podcast is that they actually do work, you know, and 100%. like we've in Victoria, technically been in lockdown since March, like majority of our year we've been locked down and like, I can wholeheartedly hand on my heart say that on the weekend was the first time that I probably really had a moment of like, this is too much, I need out. But it was like, okay, just let yourself feel those feelings, like let them come up, cry if you need to, do what you need to do, move through them, and but know what you need to do to – step past it. And so I signed up to your free course. Um, that was one of my things of how I knew I needed to, to move past it and just to continue to surround myself and have conversations with people like you. So I love that so much about what you're doing. But another another thing you talk a lot about, um, and it's something I'm really passionate about, Teagues and I talk about it all the time on the podcast, um, is manifestation. And yeah. I feel like it's getting a lot of airtime at the moment, which is amazing because, you know, we both know how powerful it actually is. Do you have a manifestation practice that you'd be open to sharing with us or how, how do you use manifestation
1: I think something that I'd love to just like say is I'll give you guys three really simple tips for your listeners that will just help whether you're, you know, just starting off into manifestation or, you know, you're a manifestation pro and you just need like a little bit of reminder because these are three things that have really helped me this year. And the first one that I have been on a journey with myself right now is being impeccable with my word. And what that really means for me is, I don't know about you, but I'm the sort of girl sometimes where I'll turn around to my fiance and I'll be like, you know, babe, I'm going to go work out today. He's like, oh, that's cool, babe. And then it will get to five o'clock and I haven't worked out. And the next day I'll be like, okay, babe, I'm going to go work out now. And then I'll end up on Netflix and then I haven't worked out again. And I realized I was recently in this like pattern of speaking things because I'm an extroverted talker. I love to- talking. I would say a lot of things, but I wasn't actually following through. And there was these really little tiny fundamentals you know, habits that I was, you know, oh, and I just like put it off another day. And something I recently kind of hacked in my own manifestation, you know, process. And I feel like I wish I knew at the beginning of my manifestation journey, because I've been doing this for years, it was like a little trick was, When you are impeccable with your word, when you follow through with what you say you're going to do, even just to yourself, even in your head, even in your journal, even to what you say with other people, that actually sends a message to the universe that what you say and what you do is like gospel. It's like law. It's like definite. And when we're manifesting and when we're putting these visions out into the world and when we're saying we're going to do things in our head and we're having these plans, if we don't follow through with the little tiny things that we do every single day, and the things that we say we're going to do, then what it does, it actually weakens our power as manifestors because we end up having less trust with ourselves. So that's one thing that I would say, become very impeccable with your word. The more you do that, the better manifestor you will be, the more trust you'll have in yourself, the more trust the universe will have in you. The second one that I have, it's just like a massive practice and it's been a savior in 2020, um, has been having a manifestation song. So I have quite a few songs for different things, different feelings that I'm trying to evoke and manifestation is so much not just about like thought thought is you know the basis of manifestation but how you actually actualize manifestation how you bring it into the here and now and you draw in what you want is that you invoke the feeling you really embody what that feeling is and you feel that feeling before the thing comes along so if you want to feel abundance or you want abundance in your life you're wanting to manifest a certain kind of money you need to start feeling abundant you need to ask yourself if I had x amount of money what would that abundance feel like you know what would that feel like how would I move you know what would be the emotions that would be coming through me and find yourself a song that you feel can drop you into that feeling and songs are great because music just is the soundtrack to our life you know it just makes us feel certain kind of things it's really easy at helping us like evoke a physical feeling and I literally put on my manifestation songs for the different various things that I'm wanting to manifest and I just dance it out I have no one in the room I dance nude to myself or just in my, in my, my PJs. And I just like I fully allow myself to like get into the feeling that I'm wanting to feel that I'm attracting into my life. Um, and then the third tip that I have for anyone today is don't act as if, be as if. So there's a lot of talk in manifestation about like, you know, acting as if, um, you know, just kind of acting before things happen. And there is power in acting as if, but I ask, ask yourself, how can I be as if, how can I embody this thing before it happens in my life? So I always ask myself, you know, what kind of person do I want to become when I'm visualizing this new version of myself or this new chapter in my life? What does that look like? You know, who is that person? How does she walk? How does she talk? How does she, you know, move through life? You know, what habits does she have? And don't just act them, just go and embody them, you know, do mm. those things now um, and make them part of your life and start integrating that person that you want to become into the person that you are today. So become that person now. Don't just like act it. Actually be them
0: we'll be right back after this healthy break. I often get asked about my non-negotiable healthy habits and if you are a regular listener of this podcast you'll know it's sleep. Now as a new mum and business owner a good night's sleep is more important for me than ever before which is exactly why I'm so excited to have teamed up with Snooze and Bedgear. Bedgear thinks about sleep the same way I do, our one chance to fuel up for the day ahead. Bedgear has set out to develop products that are ready to help support a good night's sleep and enable us all to live our best lives with their customizable M3 mattress, which can be fitted to you and your needs, as well as pillows and mattress protectors, which can be fitted in a snooze store based on your lifestyle and sleeping habits sleep is our main opportunity to enhance tomorrow which is exactly why i choose bed gear bed gear is exclusive to snooze and available in-store and online you can head in-store and chat with the friendly team who are always willing to help guide you through the process of picking the right bed gear products for your lifestyle Bed gear has changed the way I sleep and I love that I now have the right pillows, sheets and mattress protector to support a healthy night's sleep. So I wake up feeling well rested, vibrant and ready to tackle the day ahead. Click the link in the show notes or head in store to your local snooze today. Here's to a good night's sleep every night. Do you know what it's Really interesting because I feel like I've been, you know, on this manifestation journey and believing in it for so long. But I recently only really started embodying that future Mm me, you know, showing up like her, dressing like her. Like today, for example, like I work from home, you know, as everyone is right now. But, you know, I used to sit here in my PJs and just grab my laptop. And I'm like, no, that is not how my like – future self, girl boss self would show up like she would be organized. She would have her daughter's lunches made the, the night before. So it's all ready to go and packed in the bag. You know, she would, mm-hmm. she would have her hair and makeup done because she would feel yeah. good. And it's really funny that transformation already in just starting to embody those things and to do those things. I just started saying to myself, well, why am I waiting? Like, what, what's the point in waiting for two years when I have more kids and more pressure, and more stress? I should be doing that now. So I'm so glad you touched on that because I really I do think it is something that we completely forget about or we don't. We're so fixated on how we want to show up in the future instead of committing to how we're showing up each and every single day.
1: 100%. And something I wanted to say is if you have any entrepreneurs listening, and I'm sure you've got lots of small business owners that are on your potty right now that are like tuning in. I took this idea of, have you ever heard of the um, ideal customer avatar? Like, you know, finding what your ideal oh, yes. customer avatar is. So rather take that that business concept of the ideal customer avatar. And if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's basically sort of just envisioning, you know, who is the person that is your customer? What do they look like? Well, how do they talk? What do they wear? What kind of job do they have? All these different yeah, things. How yeah. do they
0: shop? All that sort of thing.
1: Yep. All that stuff. Take that and turn it into your ideal manifestation avatar come up with your own customer avatar for yourself but make it a manifestation avatar like actually design yourself from the ground up because you create your own reality you, you get to become whoever you want to be in this life it's all up to you you know you're in charge so you know go through that creative process of what you would do if you were developing a product but do it for yourself like this isn't a dress rehearsal you get to create yourself every single day so go and do that in a big way and I've done that a lot this year and you know I am right now in my workout gear because the new version of Rochelle she works Works out every single day, doesn't necessarily sweat every single day, but she moves. So she she wears active wear, even in lockdown. So you know, that. I've just got all these all these little things that was like the manifestation, my ideal manifestation avatar of myself, my ideal Rochelle avatar, my future version of me. You know, I'm becoming her now by just embodying all those different things.
0: That is seriously so powerful. And I'm honestly putting on that on my list to do tomorrow. I absolutely love that. And I know everyone listening will too. That is so powerful. And I think just having that point that you can visualize, you know, like go back to and keep visualizing as well is so, so powerful. Um, You did touch on abundance and I would love to know from you, what tips would you give to the audience to cultivate more abundance in their life?
1: I think one thing for abundance, and it's such a simple thing, and I know it's something that people have heard so much before, but I feel like the universe isn't going to give you any more of what you want unless you're grateful for what you have. So for me, the more grateful I am every single day, the more I can focus on gratitude, the more I feel the universe manifests you know, more abundance for me. And I've done this as a little exercise with my partner, um, my fiance soul, we had this thing where if there's like an awkward silence, well, never really an awkward silence, but it's like, <laughs> we're just like kind of sitting sitting there. I'm always talking his head off. But like, if there's always, we're just sitting there and there's nothing sort of being added to the table or maybe we're in a little bit of a low vibe mood or we find ourselves complaining or God, we're talking about the whole entire world situation and going in a spiral. Mm-hmm. We'll just turn around to each other and I'll say, babe, what are you grateful for? Three things and why? And he does one and why? And then I do one and why? And for me, realizing what I have in my life right now and focusing on that, especially in a year like this year, realizing what I am abundant in and just realizing that the little things are really the big things, I feel like that changes things so much. And I think in a year like this, you know, gratitude is absolutely everything. And getting really creative about, you know, what you're grateful for, like mm-hmm. really going into the nitty-gritties. And once you do this exercise, if you have like a partner that you're, you know, in living with or flatmates or whatever, once you do it every single day, it'll get to the point where I turn around to someone like that no, you can't say that you said that yesterday so we're finding new things in our life every single day that we have an abundance of yeah. that we are just focusing on and it it changes how you see things because you yeah. start focusing and becoming aware of these little things that would go unnoticed and what you focus on expands yeah so yes. unless you really focus on the things that you have in your life and get granular about them especially when we're in isolation especially when we're in a year like this year then you'll just like lose them you won't see that they're there and then it's so much easier to just feel like oh I don't have enough you know the world is happening to me you know things are collapsing around me and I've had to do that massively this year like I went from I was meant to be running last year I ran 10 self-love retreats at this house and I had a full-on you know retreat schedule booked and now I'm sitting in a I'm not complaining about my situation in terms of where I am but I'm sitting in a giant house in the jungle in the middle of Bali with absolutely no business so I've had to basically turn around and get Mega grateful and get really real about you know what am I grateful for? What does that look like? What are the mm-hmm. little things? Because the little things this year are
0: the big things. Yeah, it's so so true, and it's interesting that you touch on that because one of the exercises in your Freedom from Uncertainty course was around listing all the things that we can control, and mm-hmm. it's something I've focused my attention on a lot this year. Is like okay, control the controllable. Don't worry about the rest. And yes, one of the things it said was use your wisdom. And it was really Mm -hmm. funny when I just had that moment of stillness and I thought, okay, use my wisdom. I like, I can do this. I know, I know what these are. And I literally cannot believe how many things I was actually able to list that I was in control for. And that immediately Mm -hmm. switched to this like immense amount of gratitude to be like, oh my goodness, Maddie, like how lucky are you that you are in control of all of these things. And you can actually wake up every day and choose how you want to approach the day, how you want to think. And, you know, even the conversation we had before hitting record, and I guess the situation in Bali compared to in Australia, like, you know, just although I'm in lockdown, like just being in the country I am and having the transparency and the know-how and the support, both financially Mm -hmm. all around us, like there is so much, even in times of hardship to be so, so grateful for. So I'm really glad that you touched on gratitude because yeah, I I think it is by far one of the most powerful tools that we can possibly have in our tool belt.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's this beautiful, um, it's a a prayer, you know, and I'm I'm not necessarily like a, a Christian person, like I'm a very spiritual person, but I had a family member in AA growing up and there was this prayer I heard, which is called the serenity prayer. And it goes, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And for me this year, that like saying prayer affirmation whatever you want to call it like has been a guiding light just to realize that I have to have courage to change the things that I can you know I have to step in and take charge of my life and like you said exactly control the controllables and then I have to you know have the absolute (laughs) surrender and acceptance you know to just like let go of the things I cannot change and find the serenity for Mm -hmm. me for me that's just meditation you know go back to my meditation practice that's what gives me the serenity and just that wisdom man, like yeah. honestly, just, just getting wise, you know, realizing that. W- we we know what we can and can't control, and when the mind goes in loops, when the mind goes in spirals, when we get overthinking, when we get stuck in the infinity loop of Instagram and God knows what else, and the news loop, you know, we have to just have the wisdom to go like, hang on a second, is this like draining my cup? Or is this filling my cup? You know, how what what can I do right now? Do I surrender? Do I just let it go and just refocus my attention on the things that I actually do have control over? Because in a year like this, that's more important than ever.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and like you said, just going inwards for those answers like we have them all inside us it's just learning to really harness them you touched on affirmations and I'd love to hear how you personally use affirmations and how they've transformed your mindset
1: so for me, gosh, affirmation. So I'm a words of um, affirmation girl. If you ever do the five love language test, like words of affirmation is the top of my list. I just love, give me all the affirmations and I'll just become like a little care bear with love hearts coming out of my head. Um,
0: you and me both. So,
1: <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, I'm the corn, like I'm a corn dog with that stuff. Like I'm, I'm the hype girl. I'm your cheerleader. I'm, I love that stuff. So for me, my biggest sort of, I guess, transformation, as we talked about earlier in the potty, um, I think mirror work for me it's how I use affirmations on a daily basis just reciting myself things in the mirror um and being my own cheerleader just like taking my power back and realizing that I don't have to wait for you know my fiance or someone else or you know anyone in my life to congratulate me or tell me that I'm worthy or tell me that I'm enough um early on you know in my life I feel like back in the days when I was modeling and stuff I I would wait for this external validation I would be like constantly kind of waiting for someone. To fill up my own cup, to tell me that I was good enough, to t- like to reinforce my feelings. These days, your girl ain't got time for that. She just fills up her own cup. I just like, I go to the refill se- section, which is like, it's like I have a refill cup from like, you know, McDonald's or something. And I just go and I sit there in front of my mirror and I'm just like reciting my affirmations, you know, telling myself that I'm good enough, just like pouring love on myself. And I think that's one of the biggest ways I use affirmations. I also do a lot of journaling with affirmations. So yeah. if I ever have an affirmation, and this is a really good practice, actually, if you ever have an affirmation that you say to yourself that you feel Is somewhat not authentic. You feel like there's a little bit of mistrust when you say it. You don't feel confident when you say it. You feel like you're not believing yourself because obviously there's a bit of a block there. I just get out my journal, I write out the affirmation and I keep writing, you know, where does the block come from? You know, why aren't I able to say, like, for example, if you do the mirror work that I said earlier and say, like, you know, hey, Rochelle, good morning, I love you. If, you, if you go and do that practice today and then you realize, oh, hang on a second, I can't say I love you, find out where that block comes from, you know, and then rewrite the affirmation. It could be like, hey, Rochelle, good morning, I'm learning to love you. So just like going in and finding where the blocks are, that's how mm-hmm. I also find affirmations, you know, really helpful because I feel like they uncover a lot of things that are beneath the surface that we often don't realize are lurking there.
0: Yeah, I think that's really good advice as well of just almost like going in that little bit more gentle than mm-hmm. telling yourself something that you know you're not quite ready to believe just yet. Yeah. Yeah, so it's almost 100%. like taking taking baby steps. Um, something I've been doing at the moment, which I actually – can't remember if I heard it on a meditation or in a course. Sorry, I can't quote where I where I actually heard it or got encouraged to do it the first time, but it was to give yourself a hug and to tell yourself all yeah. the things that you're proud of. And I've actually been doing that a lot. Yeah. At the end of my meditation every day, um, no matter what the meditation is, I'll do my journaling and then I'll just give myself the biggest hug and I'll just tell her, tell myself all the things that I'm super proud of. And I, I feel like that is really powerful too. Of just, keeping me focused on being in my lane and not you know I think especially at the moment we are online so much more because we're not having that human connection and that human interaction and those social events and it's just so mm-hmm. easy to kind of make up our own stories of how we think other people are going on what they're achieving and it's just can be this pretty slippery negative spiral but I just love your advice on, on going that little bit more gentle on yourself to, to really build it up. I would love to know from you, though, what is a book or a teacher who's really helped to, I guess, change the game for you when it has come to your manifestation or diving more into spirituality? I would definitely
1: have to say um, Gabrielle Bernstein. She was the woman that really like started my self-development journey. She's someone that I followed for years. I've gone to a bunch of her seminars as well as um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I've been following him for, God, five or six or seven years or something now. I remember I flew myself around Europe to go to different ones of his workshops and I just love his stuff. Um, So, yeah, they're two teachers that have been really big guiding lights for me that I really love.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad that you said, Gabby, because She is like oh, she's a legend. I love her so so much. Um, I've actually just started Spirit Junkie Masterclass, and she is electric, like super electric.
1: Oh, amazing! I did Spirit Junkie Masterclass live in uh, New York, I think, two
0: years ago. Oh my goodness! Well, it's so funny because that was one of my big manifestations. Was I. Well, I really wanted to go to New York and do it, but I also was in this stage in my life where that just was not going to be feasible, no matter if I had Mm. the money, because I have a young daughter and it's really funny that she's now moved it online and I'm actually able to do it. So I feel like I totally manifested that because yeah, she's epic. Um, So I love you. I love hearing that she's been a, a big game changer for you. I think she's definitely something we can all learn a lot from. How do you stay focused and creative though, working for yourself?
1: mm I would say I spend a lot of time um, practicing mindfulness so I spend a I just have like a lot of time to commit to that in the sense that I really make sure that I'm being present with myself when I'm working for myself and I'm being fully there and how that looks for me is spending you know limited time on my phone limited time watching stories and consuming Instagram you know content and people's stuff and more time creating Mm -hmm. Um, I also try and spend a lot of time looking out into nature and connecting with nature and I obviously live in the jungle so this one's a little bit easier for me (laughs) Um, I I feel like I have a massive connection with nature living here because I'm literally in the middle of the jungle in Bali so that's just kind of my surroundings and I feel like that's kind of been a solace for me because as an expat this year um, it has been very isolating I guess you know I'm just like here by myself and I haven't been able to go home and see my family and yeah so I I spent a lot of time doing that but I think my biggest actional piece for people at home in terms of focus is just your mobile phone. You know, it's really, really important to have very strong boundaries around that. Um, I actually, I think it's that a year ago now, I muted absolutely every single person I follow on Instagram stories. I have everyone muted, not because I don't like anyone. I love everyone, but I follow my, all my stories. But what I do is I go and watch stuff just like when I feel like it, not when is like the first thing in the feed. So I don't have that addiction and that was nothing to do with anyone else. That was just everything to do with me. I had a massive, you know, mobile phone addiction for a while. Um, and it's something I'm very, very passionate about and studying a lot for myself personally As you know, meditation and mindfulness teacher. I'm so intrigued by the impact that social media and technology is having on our life. And yeah, I'm doing a lot of work on that recently. Um, I actually stopped posting photos of myself on my Instagram for the last three months and just posted quotes as an experiment for myself because it's just a area of I guess life that I'm so intrigued by so I think for me just the main thing I would say for focus is just being really mindful of your technology and your mobile Mm. phone consumption and how you use and interact with your phone and how you feel about it because I feel like these devices have been gosh they have been wired by these very very smart people in Silicon (laughs) Valley that know how to get us a and get us hooked um, to the dopamine drip that is your phone. Um, it's this you know, thing that is just really hard to, to navigate if you're unaware of it. So just becoming very, very conscious of your mobile phone habits is my biggest thing to stay focused.
0: And how have you found that transition from going from posting photos, I guess, of yourself and your lifestyle and what you're doing to sharing quotes?
1: Oh my God, can I swear? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking amazing. Oh my God. I'm actually, I have a YouTube video coming out, probably be out by the time this um, podcast comes out, literally about all this. So uh, this is something I actually I've never spoken about with someone. So it's really interesting um, you ask because this has been an area of my personal work that I've been doing for quite some time and I've been doing a lot of experiments around it. Um, Gosh, I cannot tell you how transformational, taking myself offline has been it started as a 30-day challenge and I was meant to just do it for 30 days um, and my idea was just to see how I would feel you know I've been posting photos of myself for almost a decade online um, you know next year it'll be a decade this year you know it's been nine years and I just at the beginning of this lockdown thing I was like you know what I need to change something and I wanted to go completely offline but when I was honest with myself I'm like hmm a meditation teacher who's super passionate about you know mindfulness and mental health going offline during a global pandemic <laughs> which is fastly turning into an anxiety pandemic is probably not the best thing for my students or my community. Um, so I took myself physically off the feed for the last three months and it has been the best thing I have done for my mental health. It's completely changed the way I use Instagram. It's completely changed my relationship with myself. It's increased my relationship with my partner. You know, He's always hated being my Instagram husband, so to speak. I think it's done a lot of things. I, I talk about this in this new video that I've just created, but if I'm really honest with myself, I don't think if you've ever taken – it's really hard to realize what an impact social media is having on your life when you've been using it for as long as, you know, most Mm -hmm. people have. And I feel like you can say, oh yeah, it doesn't affect me that much. I didn't think it was affecting me that much, but after actually taking myself off the fee for three months and just posting quotes and completely changing how, you know, I use the app and also share on the app, I can't even tell you that the mental health shifts I've experienced, um, the shifts within myself, I have healed things within my body that I didn't even realize that needed healing, which has been Absolutely transformational. I feel like, you know, my body and I have been on this incredible journey for such a long time. And then now, having taken her offline for the last three months, like how I feel about her just feels differently. Like I haven't been taking photos of myself. I've gone from taking photos of myself almost, you know, weekly and uploading them almost daily to, you know, not doing that for three months. And it's been, incredibly healing and transformational. I spent less time on Instagram. I care less about so many different things um, and things that I didn't even realize would change. So yeah, wow, I have so much to say on this. It's a whole nother podcast, but yeah. Oh my goodness.
0: (laughs) I would seriously actually love to do a podcast with you on that um, because Teagues and I did an episode on social media and it was really it went crazy. Like people were messaging us flat stick and um, it's one of the highest downloaded episodes. So I'd love to dive into this because it's something I've got a huge block around as well. I guess I never mm. really intended to have an Instagram or an Instagram following, but naturally, you know, as you're creating a business and building a community. And it's just so funny that you've mentioned this right now, because this morning I had a coaching session with my coach and she she's like, what's coming up for you? And I'm like, I've just got this block around Instagram. Like, I just don't want to oh. post photos of myself. Like it just... Mm -hmm. I have so much that I want to share and say and I'm so comfortable sharing my opinions and my thoughts and my way of life. But I don't want to post a photo of myself just standing there like it just – Feels so <laughs> not right to me. Oh my
1: god, I I hear you, and like there's nothing like I follow so many, you know, I have so many influencer friends. I'm all about creativity and taking photos. I've got nothing against Instagram, but for me personally, totally, we all go through these moments in life, babe. Mm-hmm. Like I I relate to you. We go through these moments as women, I think especially, and obviously men too. But it's just like this is such a foreign thing that we're doing, just like showing up for this platform, feeding this feed. Yeah. It is a feed. It is an algorithm. It is a monster. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's like you know, just asking so much of us and you know sometimes we don't want to give sometimes we don't want to show up in that way you know and especially if you know someone that you have a lot of ideas to share for me I was like why am I always showing off my body like I, I just went through this journey I'm like I I want to find other ways to communicate my ideas without having it to be my, my physical presence and it's just been such an interest it's such a huge area that I'm so interested in I've been doing my own personal experimentations on it for like over like a year and a bit now um, I started this whole journey when I actually got this house and I realized I had a mobile phone addiction I've been on this massive journey with Instagram and everything and um just you know finding my own way of being someone online that is passionate about doing what I do but while also having my sanity and Mm -hmm. you know not making it something that you know I don't want Instagram or social media to consume me you know what I mean like I want to consume it when I want to but I don't want it to take away from me you know what I mean so yeah it's a it's a really interesting area. (laughs) Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And I would love to talk more about it with you because it is, it's like you, it almost then creates a block of what you actually want to share because I'm so fixated on like, oh, this photo that like, I don't actually even want to post this photo, but I've got like so much I want to share. And you get so fixated on all the other things, except for actually just tuning into your heart and sharing what you want to actually help people.
1: Yeah. It's crazy it's my, my business, my capabilities, my creation, what I have done in the last three months has been tenfold ever since I stopped fo- taking photos and posting them myself online. And I, it's not saying it's going to be the same for everyone. And obviously, you know, this isn't a choice for everyone, but for me personally, it was one of the best things I have ever done. Um, and I'm on a journey right now seeing how I'm going to navigate coming back and what I'm going to do. But like, sometimes we have so much that we want to express and, and a photo, you know, they say a photo says a thousand words, but on Instagram, it doesn't really you know what I mean yeah, it's just something absolutely. fast on the feed you know and it's like there's so much intention that goes into this you know, creation process so yeah I don't know I go a
0: oh my goodness I love it you've honestly like inspired me so much you have no idea I'm just like every word I was like oh my goodness amen like yes it's just so and exactly what you said it's got to be what feels right for you there are so many people that do it so well and so you know and they are so inspiring and I like I I love seeing the photos of them and, and reading their captions but you know for me it just doesn't feel like the most authentic version of myself so um,
1: I think we're just always going to go through ebbs and flows hey like that's the thing we're always going to have these moments where something isn't right and for me it's like it was nine years Mm, of posting photos and I'm like it's so crazy with my mental health I had this realization I was actually writing about it yesterday I'm like out of everything I've ever changed on my mental health and my personal development journey the one thing that hasn't changed I've never experimented with was my social media usage and the fact that I've been posting myself online on an app publicly for people to to see for god knows how long and I was like wow like this is the one thing and it's had that's why there's been so many changes that have been so amazing because like I never realized how many things it was affecting it was mind-blowing
0: yeah, that's insane yeah because you do you almost feel like a slave to it at the end of the day it's like oh my goodness I got to post I got to get online I got to interact like <laughs> Rochelle, thank you so, so much for joining me. I've absolutely loved this chat. I wish we could have done it in person, but there will be one day soon where I'm sitting in one of your meditation courses in person in Bali and I will be giving you the biggest hug in the world. (laughs) Oh
1: my God, please come to Bali. Oh, I, you make, you're going to make me cry. I cannot, like, I'm so excited about the idea of Australians and people like coming to Bali and like, can you just visualize for a second, like little visualization exercise for everyone? How amazing is it going to feel when we're able to like oh do goodness. holidays again? Oh. How present and grateful and just like, if you can find a song and do a manifestation process of just like having that feeling, like that is going to be the best. So you best believe your next holiday when you're in Bali, we're going to have the best time. We're going to oh. have a serious dance and a good chat and the biggest hug. I oh, seriously I just can't wait. Miss hugging humans, especially Australian humans. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, my physical goodness. Physical touch. Give me all the physical touch without a mask.
0: Oh. Don't worry. I am there 100%. <laughs> my husband just wants to um, go and get waves in Bali. And I'm like, well, I'm going to the Mindspoe Mansion. So oh, I'll be babe, there. Book yourself
1: in. Come bring the little one. We'll have
0: I can't wait. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at the Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.